Well, hey there, this is the All People's Equipping Podcast, and this month you're in for a treat. You are going to get to sit in on one of our School of Leadership sessions with Pastor Joe Rhodes. Joe is a veteran pastor uh, here in the San Diego area and joined the All People's team over the last couple of years to uh, work with our School of Leadership and overseas church planters and also has a back coaching. And this uh, seminar is something he did with our students, talking them through how to manage their time talks about time management, talks about running your life with a calendar and setting yourself up for success, all under the topic of living intentionally. And if there's anything about this time of year that we feel, we feel the pressure of our schedules and the desire towards a new year to live more intentionally. So excited for you to get to hear this part one of Living Intentionally today with Pastor Joe Rhodes. I define intentional living Simply, it's this simple. It's doing what's important to you, what's really important to you, which may seem really simple and may seem really obvious and kind of a no-brainer, but here's what I found, even with very successful businessmen that I coach, is most people only do that to some degree. There's just a lot of their life, things that are important to them that they just never get to. And that's true of all of us to some extent. We're never going to get to everything that's important to us because we're imperfect. The only person who ever got to everything that was important to him was Jesus. He did everything perfectly. So we all fall short to some extent. But what I find that people, by and large, just never get around to do what's important to them. The way it plays out for all of us practically, in a practical way, is that we look back at our, we look back at our day at the end of the day, or we look back at the week, or we look back at the month, or maybe look, look back at a year. And there are things that we intended to do, that we aspire to do, and we intended to do them. We said we want to do them. We aspire to do them because we thought they were important to us that we just never got to, right? It's like, ah, I just meant to do that. Or you go through into the day, ah, I meant to do this. I intended to do this. Or at the end of the week, you know, I was going to do this, but I didn't. Or, or you make some commitments. I'm not a big one on New Year's resolutions per se, but we... We, we go into the new year, and they're saying, you know, I want to begin to do things differently. So we, we say, you know, I want, to, I, I want to read more this year, or I want to really grow in my faith. I want to get more consistent with my FaceTime this year, or I want to work out more consistently this year, or I, I want to spend more time with my family, or I want to spend more time with friends, or I want to do this or that. And we look back, oh, man, I just didn't get to it. We don't get to those things that we would say as an, is important to us. So there's what I, there's, so let's say we, I'll put FaceTime, I'll just say friends, and I mentioned these things a minute ago, friends, family, I'll say piano, you mentioned like, I want to learn to piano, there's these things that we aspire to do, there's things that we intend to do, but then there's, there's reality, it's what really happens, so this gets us to the whole idea of a calendar. So what, is, what does all this have to do with the calendar? So here's, here's where it all lands, and won't surprise you, that a calendar, it's the tool, it's the, or whether it's on a piece of paper or a digital device that marks our days, our weeks, calendar. You know what calendar is. It marks days, weeks, months, or a year. And in some cases, as your calendar does, 
hours, right? And so that's how we mark our time and our days. And so that's how this all fits together. And it's a way for us to see how are we spending our time and to value time. So a couple of verses. One would be Psalm 90, verse 12. That really, I was already already leaning this direction, but really, really sold me on this. The importance of time and marking your time and counting your days and tracking what you do and thinking ahead of where you want to go. And what Robert's talk, by the way, was, by the way, that talk on leadership, man, that would have saved, I've seen so many Christians shipwrecked because they didn't follow those, that, that, those things he shared there. So love that. And it fits with this, but what we're, it really does, it's a good setup for what we're talking about today, what I'm sharing with you. But Psalm 90 verse 12 says this, teach us to number our days Teach us to number our days. Teach us to count our days so that we may get a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days so that we will get a heart of wisdom. So as you number your days, you count your days, you reflect on how many days you have, you'll be wise. And so, for example, in school you have, you guys are all, most of you are out of school, though, I guess. You're out, you're out of school, I guess. Anybody still in college out there? Okay, got a few is, you know, I got a test or I have a paper and it's due in three weeks and you're wise if you say, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to mark my days and work on it rather than the last, try and write it the night before. Where it really lands on me was when my dad was 60 and I was really close to my dad. I had a great dad. I mean, my dad not only came to my ball games, he came to my practices. Great dad. And, and he and I was really close to him, and he loved to fish, and which is why I love to fish. And he was always, and he got a boat, was going, he'd go fishing, and he'd ask me to go fishing with him, and I was pastoring at that time, and I just couldn't see my way clear to go fishing with my dad. And when he was about 60, I, I counted his days, his years. I thought to myself at one point, I said, my dad's 60. If he lives until he's 80, that's pretty good, although now I'm, I'll be 70 this year, so 80 doesn't seem that old anymore. I thought, you know, if I go fishing with my dad once a year and he lives till he's 80, that'll be 20 fishing trips. And I said, I'm doing that. I don't care what it takes. I'm going fishing at least once a year. So I, because that didn't sound like that many. Well, as it turned out, he died when he was 68. And I got, I only got eight in. But I am so glad I numbered his days or I would have never done those eight. I even think now as I think about I have grandkids, and one of them turns 13 this year, one turns 16, one turns 21, one turns 18. Big, you know, those are significant. I'm going, man, I, I, I've only got a few more years. Of ones of, one of them is away in college. She's at Baylor, and I don't get to be with her anymore. And I got one who's 16, and he likes to go, going to be 16. He likes to go fishing, so he calls me, Papa, will you take me fishing? So I'm picking him up at 4.30, and I'd have to pick him up at three because I know when he turns 16, he'll have his driver's license. He won't need me to take him fishing again. And that time in the car that I have, I won't get anymore. So I'm, think, I'm marking his days. And so time is so important. And then one more verse, Ephesians 5.15. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of your time because the days are evil. 
There's just a verse that says, make good use of your time. High achievers make good use of their time. And when, again, when I say high achievers, I don't mean high achievers in the, because they get, they get notoriety. I mean high achievers because they seek to maximize their talents and their abilities, and they look at what they want to do. They say, I want to go after that. One of the, one of the most important commodities we have is time. I mean, the, hour, the four hours she's been here tonight, you're never going to get back. So time is so important. And, and so then I would say this, the key to living intentionally, the key to living intentionally is effective, which is, which is doing what's important. Remember, what's in, intentional living? Doing what's important to you. The key, maybe I'll just leave it there. The key, lay it out there. The key to living intentionally. In other words, doing what's important to you is effective time management. Filling your time with what's, what's important to you, and that's what high achievers do. They're great time managers. Now we get to the calendar. I am absolutely convinced, absolutely convinced that effective time management requires the effective use of a calendar using that tool. You've got to use a calendar because that's where your life is on a calendar. So that's why this is important. That's my, that's why, a, this is, I just share with you why I believe using a calendar is so effective. At the, at the very end, I'm going to share what I call levels of intentionality because most people, a lot of people say, well, I use a calendar. They put their appointments in there, especially these days because it's on your phone. Now, when I was your age, we didn't have phones. And we had to go get these things called day timers. And that's what we carried around that way. But it's so easy these days to use a calendar. But most people, when I talk about using a calendar, they say, oh, I use a calendar. When somebody wants to meet with me, I get my phone out and I punch in, punch it in. You do that. Probably most of you do. So I make sure I know I have it down. But when I talk about using a calendar, I'm talking about using it far more comprehensively and intentionally than that. So... I'm going to give you four. So put those four words up now, okay, Lily? So I'm going to give you four key words, all of which Bella does, that people pay me to teach them to do, and she does naturally. I was, I mean, I'm blown away that you do that because nobody I found does it naturally. Four, th- I'm going to start with three key words. The first word is to concretize. I think it's a real word. Concretize simply means this. The concretize is where, is where you, you, take, you state your specific actions that correspond to your intentions. It's where you, you, put, you get your intentions and you, get, you attach specific actions to them. John Maxwell says, John Maxwell says, good intentions are useless without good actions. And so... A good intention is, I intend to spend more time with my wife. But if you don't have a specific action, which would be, so on Friday nights, we're going to go on a date, that good intention doesn't mean anything. When somebody says, oh, I intended to call you, but they don't call you, that doesn't, that doesn't help. A good intention is, is only good if you have specific action. So it may say, you know, I really want to grow in my relationship with God. I want to, I want to draw closer to God. That's a great aspiration that I'm quite certain Anybody who spends four hours on a Tuesday night at School of Transformation wants to grow in the relation with God or you wouldn't be here. I mean, that defines who you are. But that's just a good intention. It's an aspiration. 
You have to put it, now you say, what are the specific actions I'm going to do so I can draw closer to God? What are the specific things you're going to do? I'm going to have a FaceTime. Well, how often are you going to have a FaceTime? When are you going to have a FaceTime? Now we get to calendarize it. And so you concretize the specific action. So anything that you aspire to do will only have value for you if you concretize it. You say, what is the specific action that corresponds with that aspiration or with that intention. I want to learn the piano, so I'm going to get a piano teacher, and I'm going to practice five minutes a day, and that's thirty. I love that example. It's these little you, you specific. You see, does that make sense? And then you, cal- then you put it on your calendar. And if you don't put it on, because here's the deal. If you don't put it on your calendar, there's a good chance you won't do it, and you look back at the end of the week and say, oh, I didn't get to it. And you know why you didn't get to it? Because you didn't plan to get to it. You intended to get to it. You aspired to get to it. But good intentions, aspirations, quoting John Maxwell, are useless without specific actions, and then you put them in your calendar. Now, it doesn't mean you can't change it. You get to the calendar, and Tuesday comes, and you go, oh, this came up, and I can't. That's fine. And so when you get to something, this, I want, I'm going to have you answer this question. You get to something, you calendarize, you concretize and calendarize, and you put it in your calendar, and you look at your day, you go, you go, oh, I can't do that today. What do you do? You recalendarize it. You reschedule it. I know it's so simple, but that's what, so you, but you calendarize. And then the third thing, here's the third thing that, that I love, that I, you, don't, you don't have to do this. Nobody, you don't have to do any of this. You can do whatever you want. But I've, I find there's value in colorizing your calendar. I just get goosebumps when I see colored calendar. I just like, I just want to hug you and just, I, and you colorize your calendar. You guys think I'm nuts, don't you? But I, but I, how many, any, anybody do that? Okay, good. Then you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you are with me. Because here's what happens. What, what colorizing does, it gives you an instant recognition. So you get your FaceTime, and you put all your FaceTime one color. And, if you have, if, and then you have your work, and you have that one color. You have meetings, another color. And, and what it does, what, here's what colorizing does. It gives an instant recognition to how you're going to spend your time. Because if you just have the writing on a white piece of paper, and it's six, you go six, you got to look at the six to seven over here, and you got to go, it's over here. And you can, you just, it, just, you can, it just gives you an instant recognition. And any tool, anything you use, any practice, the easier it is, the more likely you're going to use it, and it's going to be effective for you. So you concretize, you calendarize, you colorize. And so your calendar is your life on a piece of paper. Or the way I like to put it, I I almost get poetic here. I can say this right. The calendar is the canvas on which your life is painted. It's your life on a piece of paper. So if I want to know what's important to you, it isn't necessarily what you say is important to you. This is important. It's, It's show me your calendar. The two things that I can look at to show me what's really, really important to you are, number one, your calendar, and the second of all is your checkbook, your, your, your expenses. Whatever else you say, and, and I, I, mean, I, I, mean, I don't want to go too far with that because I, you know, I believe in your heart. You, we really believe things and we aspire things. I think having aspirations are good, but you've got to seek to really concretize them and 
and you just won't do it. It's, it's that simple. And, and so, you know, I, I no longer say when people, when I say I forget, somebody the other day said, hey, Joe, I was supposed to call him and I didn't. And he said, you know, I, I, know, I know you're busy. And I said, no, I'm not busy. I just, I just forgot. I didn't write it down. I didn't put it on my calendar. I didn't put it on my to-do list. And I just don't, I'm not going to give myself any slack because we, it's, it's, we just, we don't, we have to have tools and the calendar is a tool to make sure you get to those things that are important to you. Structure actually allows spontaneity. The example that I use when I was preaching, the more I had my message nailed down, I could say it in my sleep, the more freedom I had just to go with whatever, where the spirit was leading me. Cause I had, I knew I, I could be grounded. I just go there cause I wasn't, you have to be a speaker to really, you're raising your, George has been a pastor, you know what preaching's like. And so the more I was grounded with the structure, what I felt like God wanted me to say, then in the spur of the moment, I could just go with whatever because I was comfortable with it. So the more stru- structure actually will breed, sponta- helps in spontaneity, I would say. That's one thing. But I'm going to give an answer. I'm going to share something I call plan to plan. Now, you don't have to fill in every... In fact, I encourage people to have margin, have space. That's part of it too. Have space because the day never is going to go like you planned. And you're going to plan an hour for this meeting, and it's going to go an hour and 15 minutes, and then you got to adjust. So keep the space in there. Don't make it so tight that you're, you're, you're like this, okay? Most people, some of the people that I've coached in this in my profession, initially they say, Joe, this feels restrictive. Kind of gets back to that. In fact, one guy said, it feels like a, it's, it's like a, I look at this, and I feel like I'm a slave to it. And I understand that, but in reality... I said, here's, here's what I did with him. I said, just, can, can I give you a new perspective? Maybe, maybe, you, maybe you need to have another perspective. And I said, what do you love to do? And he said, what he loved to do was to ride his, he liked to go bike riding every week. He was one of these bike, you know, ride his, his bike kind of guy. But he would ride his, he got to riding his bike, but he always felt guilty because he wasn't getting to things he was supposed to be doing. And I said, what about riding your bike? Do you love to do? He said, it just... I just love the freedom, and I love the wind against my face, and, and I feel so free. And so I said, what if you be- could begin to see your calendar as the tool that sets you free? Really brings freedom. And he said, I never thought of that. Well, he started to change, and pretty soon, man, he said, man, Joe, you are so right. It really has freed me up to do things that I wanted to do, but I never found time to do, or things that I kept doing but wasn't getting to those, but now I could do them, but I wasn't. I didn't feel guilty doing those things. So, it's your life on a piece of paper. The third, there's another ties. It doesn't start with a C. It's prioritize. And then you, start, then you can start to prioritize. 